A lot of times when you do go into chain clinic, you're going to get brushed over because you're going to go out and you're going to have ended up paying for all these treatments that you have no idea what they are. The biggest thing that I like to do is explain to my clients what is happening, why we're doing it and the benefits of the treatment. It's that time of the week again, guys. Happy Friday and welcome to the Real Health Real Soul podcast. This is an interview episode with dermal and beauty therapist Karina, owner of the Skin Room Geelong. Karina answers some listener DMs, does a deep dive on treatments, and gives us her top tips. Well, let's dive into the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Karina, welcome to the Real Health Real Talk podcast. Thank you so much for coming on with us. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. Good, me too. Um, this is like one of my favorite topics to talk about because it's one of the reasons I think like I got into health, like my skin, so I could talk about it all day. So. I could talk about it all day too. <laughs> and that's why I love that we're talking. So, um, firstly, I always ask everyone the same question. What does real health mean to you? I think real health means to me just being happy in yourself. You need to make sure that as well as feeling healthy, that you're mentally healthy and physically healthy. You need to make sure that you're happy within yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Tell me a little bit about yourself, so maybe like a little bit about you personally, and then how did the skin room come about? So when I was 16 at school, we had to do work experience, um, and I went to a hairdresser down the road from my house. And I guess my love for beauty just stemmed from there. So from hairdressing, and then I then went on to a makeup course, and um, as much as I loved makeup, I loved the skin part about it. I loved educating myself on skin and learning how and why it works and how, for example, the makeup will sit better if you've exfoliated the night before or your skin's hydrated enough. So um, I then went on to study beauty therapy and I branched off into dermal studies and decided that I wanted to run my own business. I always wanted to have um, my own skin clinic, but I thought it wasn't going to be something until way in the future, but I thought, why not now? Let's give it a go. And I'm so happy with how it's gone. Mm, that's so nice. I love hearing that. And I think I, I found you just as soon as I moved here. So I think I've been seeing you, I don't know how many times I've been. Like, yeah, it was a few times before ISO, I think. I think we like started getting four. on a really good skin journey and mm. then ISO here. And already I can see like the distance. And it's like I was saying before recording, it's so nice that it's not that there's something that you like obviously I want to keep doing it but even though we've had this big break unplanned break from isolation it's not like my skin's just turned back to the way it was so it actually like is just proof that it does really work absolutely in conjunction with home care and professional treatments you'll see a massive change and it's not going to be a change that is just for the week or for a few days after your treatment it's going to be something that we continue on working so you are happy with your skin and you can cut back your treatments and just keep up your home care so that's actually what your skin's doing at the moment that's why i said before we started it looks so good still Thank you. Your skin is beautiful. Oh, I can't. Thank you. <laughs> I think whenever you have an insecurity, when you see, like, for example, mine is skin. Whenever I see someone with my skin, I'm just like, oh. My skin is not that great. I still have issues too. I get super red around my cheeks, which is something I'm working on too. So I think it looks nice. It looks like you've got blush on. Oh, thank you. I hate it. See, I hate that about my skin. <laughs> okay, so I asked um, on Instagram for people to send through a few questions and I've got those now. So we'll just roll through those and then we'll get into the nitty gritty. Yeah, sounds good. So first one is, what is your opinion on derma? Planing. Yep, dermaplaning. Yeah. So that is a treatment, um, a medical blade that goes across your face and it removes all the 
um, dead epidermal cells, so just dead skin cells. It removes the peach fuzz, so the little fluffy vellus hairs. Oh, that was, did you post about that the other day? I did. I did a post <gasps> about it. Yeah, so I love dermaplaning. I think it is a great treatment. Um, a lot of people think that if they get it, their hair is going to grow back thicker and darker, um, kind of with how people say when you shave, your hair grows back thicker and darker. That's what they're worried about. But um, no, it's not the case because we're not actually affecting the hair follicle in itself. We're just going across the surface of the skin mm -hmm. and just removing those surface hairs. So it's not going to grow back thicker or darker. And it is a great treatment if you have an event on, if you need your face to be smooth for like you're going to a wedding or it is your wedding. A lot of brides do it before their wedding. So I love dermaplaning. I think it's a great treatment. Mm -hmm. Who would it be? Who would be a good candidate for it? Because I was looking at it in terms of like the peach fuzz. Like I used to get threading on my face, yeah. but I got really... Um, irritated by that yeah so Just threading like yeah because threading's actually plucking the hair from the follicle so mm -hmm. a lot of people do get irritated from that but with the medical blade going across your face it's not like i said affecting the hair follicle mm -hmm. um the only people that it wouldn't be suitable for is if you have active acne because we don't want to be spreading bacteria all over the face or irritating the acne or even you know slicing off the top of the little pustules on your face so if you have relatively nice even skin tone it would be great for you okay awesome um, next one is best products or advice for avoiding always having dry areas around the nose and eyes. So the dry areas around the nose and the eyes can actually be a sign of dermatitis. Um, so the best way to treat that would be to see a GP and get a prescription for a steroid cream. Um, I'm obviously not a GP, so I can't recommend it. But if it's persistent in the same areas, it can be a sign of dermatitis. Otherwise, just using super hydrating products, um, nothing too stripping, no clay masks around that area, no vitamins, nothing too strong that's going to irritate it even more. So just keeping it nice and hydrated and yeah, perhaps see a GP about it. Mm -hmm. um, is popping pimples okay for your skin? I feel like I have heard so much about this that says one way or the other. Yeah. So I love this think? question. I have a lot of clients ask me. Um, the truth is you're going to pop them anyway. Whether I say yes or no, <laughs> don't pop it. Yes, you can pop it. Most people hate having white pustules on their face, so they're going to try and pop it. Um, if you learn how to do it, if it's a big pustule or it's a boil or a blind pimple or something that's got a lot of pressure under the skin, you want to release the pressure with what we call a lance. So it's like a little needle. If you're doing it the correct way, you're sterilizing it and you're making sure there's no chance of infection or bacteria on the skin, it will be okay. But if you're just getting your grubby fingers on it and just popping it and leaving bacteria all over the face, then it's obviously going to cause more infection and probably spread it. So you're going to end up with more. So just make sure you learn to do it the correct way. Um, otherwise, if you can leave them, your skin will rid it itself. Okay. So best to probably leave it? Best to leave them. But if you're going to do it anyway try and do it the correct way okay um does putting toothpaste on pimples help putting toothpaste on pimples helps in the sense that it dries it out um it is not the best way to do it if you don't have any pimple creams at home and you have a massive pimple that you want to get rid of you can put toothpaste on it but it does upset the ph of your skin so you don't want to put it all over your face if you're doing it as a spot treatment and it finds you find that it works for you then you can do it, but make sure you're hydrating your skin straight after it. You don't want to be left with a big dry patch and an uneven um, pH or skin tone. Yeah, okay. What is your opinion on homemade face masks and what would you say your go-to face masks are? I guess like it depends what... It, yeah, it depends what your skin type is, what mm -hmm. your concerns are. For homemade skin masks, I'm not really sure. I've never really got into the side of making them myself. Um... I mean, I guess you can do some, 
if you see it online just you don't want to put anything like I said before that's going to upset the pH of your skin so you really mm -hmm. need to be careful what you're putting on your skin um, but my go-to mask is the um, pink Himalayan clay mask I just find that brightens my complexion and just helps me so much um, it's not as hydrating as I would like it to be but then you just follow it by a hydrating serum mm -hmm. yeah what's the best spot treatment or face mask for pimples Actually, I do have a really good one. I don't know what the name of it is. It's a it's a Clinique gel. It's a spot treatment. When I used to work for Estee Lauder, Clinique is a branch under Estee Lauder, and it was my favorite. But I can't remember what it's a little it's a little blue bottle from mm -hmm. Clinique, and I think it's got something to it's the label is something about spot treatment for pimples. I'll have to find it. I'll send it to you, and then maybe you can post it. Mm -hmm. How would you go about? If you do sort of have pimples in certain areas, but then you also have dry spots in certain areas, how do you go about, because I know that you've said kind of like less is more, like you yep. don't need to just layer and layer and layer. Absolutely. What yep. would you do if you do have different problems on different yeah. places? So it's okay to put different serums and different creams and different products on different parts of your face. Um, it's kind of believed that if you have a moisturizer and a cleanser, you pop it all over your face, no matter where or what your problem is, but it is okay to just put, you know, a hydrating serum on parts of your face and then maybe a clay mask on other parts of your face. So it's okay to break it up and mix it up. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, what do you think the most common misconceptions about skin health is? The most common would be if you have oily skin, you don't need to moisturize. Mm -hmm. So that is incorrect. If you have oily skin and you don't moisturize, your body's just going to think, okay, my skin's feeling even more dry, so it's going to produce more oils. So therefore, you're going to have excess sebum production, which is an excess of oil flow on your face. Um, so if you do moisturize and you are a little bit oily, your skin's not going to produce any more oils. And you can find moisturizers that are mattifying and they help oil control. So that's probably one of the most misconceptions, I think, about um, the skin industry or skin in general. Yeah. When it comes to moisturizers and serums and oils, what do you think is best or is it a conjunction of all of them? It's a, it's a conjunction. But like you mentioned before, I always say less is more. So especially now that skin is such a big thing in this day and age, there's people that go and buy this product and that product and, you know, mix and match so many different things. But really less is more. So if you're just using a cleanser, a moisturizer, you know, the occasional mask, an exfoliator every now and then, once again, depending on your skin type and what you need, I think that's going to be best, but um, you always need to cleanse and definitely hydrate your skin. So cleansing and moisturizing are my top two for sure. Okay. So it's, I think it's pretty overwhelming. Even like I did so much research about skin, but it's yeah. t still to me was so overwhelming. And then I went and saw you and it was just like you sort of talked me through what you thought we should do. So what do you, what would you say to people? Well, first of all, like what kind of things do you do in your clinic and what are they good for? Yeah. So mainly as mentioned before, I love everything to do with skin, dermal therapy. So the treatments I do, microdermabrasion, chemical peels, skin needling, lymphatic mask, um, dermaplaning. I do beauty as well, so eyebrows, eyelashes, things like that, but I mainly stick to the skin part just because I love it so much. So let's talk about skin needling. Um, it's actually quite common now, but you need to make sure skin needling is something that I've been doing for years, and you need to make sure when you are 
interested in skin needling, you go to somebody who knows what they're doing because there can be a lot of things that go wrong with needling. But it is great for the end goal of skin. So for example, for your skin, when you came in, you know, we wanted to clear up the scars and just make your skin tone and texture even. Mm -hmm. So you do a series of treatments with you. We started with microdermabrasion, which just helps to rid the skin of all the dead cells. It just helps to remove the comedones, which is little blackheads and mm -hmm. just clear up the skin tone. And after you've done a few of them, you start to see the difference in your skin. It's healthier, it's brighter, it's clearer. And then you move on to skin needling, which actually speeds up the skin cellular turnover. Um, I explained it to you. So the skin cellular turnover is pushing out all the bad skin cells and regenerating new ones. And as we do that, we're breaking up the scar tissue and pushing that out and once again making way for new skin cells. So skin needling is such a great treatment for that in combination with microdermabrasion, my absolute favorite. Yeah. And you post about that one all the time. Yeah, so I, everyone knows I love it so yeah. much. <laughs> I know, I can't wait for you to reopen so I can go and get it. Um, when it comes to micro, I feel like that's probably, would you say that's the most well-known yeah. treatment? Yeah, but once again with micros, you have to be suitable for it. So somebody with super, super sensitive skin or somebody with a thin skin, um, you can't have it. So you don't want to thin the skin even more. So you need quite a normal skin type for it. But if you are on the more sensitive side, you need to strengthen up the skin barrier before you do go ahead and get a treatment of microdermabrasion. But it is a very common one and it's great for just a quick pet me up or if you feel like your products aren't working as well and you sort of feel that your skin's a little bit blocked, you know, come and have a micro, clean it out a bit and you'll find your products are working better. Your skin's nice and smooth. It helps to reduce um, fine lines and wrinkles as well. So if you're getting to that side and you're thinking, oh, you know, my skin's a little bit saggy or you're not happy with it it's good treatment for that mm -hmm. and I know that you said you don't use the diamond tip do you, you use a crystal I use microdermabrasion crystals mm -hmm. yeah so a diamond tip how I explain it it's just it comes down to experience so I've been in the beauty industry like I said for I think seven eight years and you find what works best and what doesn't so for me personally this isn't saying that microdermabrasion crystals are the best or that they're 10 times better than the diamond tip and the diamond tip's just not great this is personal experience the crystals are a lot softer on your skin and so you get the same effect if not better without causing so much trauma so the diamond tip is pretty much gritted steel just popped together running across your skin so once again just personal experience it's why I find that the crystals work better they're much gentler on the skin yeah and um, one other thing that I before I started seeing you wasn't really sure about is I feel like the term facial is like thrown around a lot yeah and there's like different types of facials so can you talk about I guess what you might get generally like at a spa that's more of like a relaxation thing yeah. or like if somebody is thinking about getting a facial not just for relaxation purposes like what should they look for yeah so facial is definitely thrown around but it's more thrown around in oh you need a day for yourself go and get a facial like you said it is more relaxation so they might start with you know a cleanse a nice face massage which is great for stimulating the skin and um, a mask or something around those lines but it is more relaxation so there's a difference between clinical and relaxation so clinical you're actually going to see um, benefits from it your skin's going to start changing um, in my salon I do like to make it a little bit more relaxing so even though I am clinical it's nice to walk in and you know smell the aroma diffuser mm. and feel like that you are treating yourself as well as getting something done to your skin that you're going to see benefits from so mm. yeah clinical and 
facial so facial more relaxing clinical you see results from yeah well i was gonna say like i look forward so much to our sessions because i yeah. feel like coming in even like if you're just doing my eyebrows like i find it so yeah relaxing, relaxing and that's what i try it. and do so you know some people will come in have a half an hour appointment but it's their half an hour for them it's their time off so i want them to come in and feel relaxed and feel like oh, this is the me time that i needed and then get benefits at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I love that so much. So obviously, I feel like if, if people are listening and they are local in Geelong, I would highly recommend going and seeing you. Thank you. But it's so overwhelming when you are trying to find someone. If somebody's not in Geelong, I know that I've been to, when I was living in Melbourne, to a few places and I just yeah. felt overwhelmed and really sort of just a bit brushed over. What what would you say that people have to look out for in finding a good um Skin therapist. Skin therapist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is great because a lot of times when you do go into chain clinics, which is, you know, a, a big skin and laser clinic, you're going to get brushed over because you're going to go in and you're going to go out and you're going to have ended up paying for all these treatments that you have no idea what they are. Mm-hmm. So the biggest thing that I like to do is explain to my clients what is happening, why we're doing it and the benefits of the treatment. So rather than you just coming in and me saying, today we're going to do skin needling, sign the form and let's get to it. I like to go through every step of it so you know why we're doing it and how your skin's going to react and what's going to happen. And I think it's important to know that as a client because you're learning as you're going through your skin journey and you're figuring out, okay, so this works best for this and you can do these things at home. You can use the treatments that I'm, you know, the products that I'm recommending at home and know why you're using them. Mm. I love that too because I feel like I felt personally like after I left I was like you actually care about the progress like I do whereas yeah. I think last time like when I went to other places I literally almost cried after leaving because I was oh. like um <laughs> and that's not what you want you, yeah. you want to know what's happening and mm. why you're getting those treatments it's super important and I think because I have been a client I've been on the other end of it before and you, it's overwhelming if you don't know what's happening you definitely need to know Mm. So that's super important to me and my clients because I do, I I care about each and every single client's progress always. Mm. Yeah. And you can definitely see that like from like being a client of yours, but also on your Instagram. Yeah. By the way, what is it? This, what's the handle? The Skin Room Geelong. Just the Skin Room Geelong. Yeah. Um, Guys, go and have a look because it is so satisfying seeing the before (laughs) and afters and stuff. And that's honestly, looking through that, I was like, oh my God, I have to go and see you because you see so many like, that's what my skin's like. Absolutely. I love, love, love posting my treatments because once again, if you think microdermabrasion and you have no idea what it is, if you jump onto my Instagram, you'll see it all over and you'll be like, oh, okay, so that's the treatment that I'm going to be doing. So it's not as daunting when you come in. Although the needling videos, if you don't like blood, just be careful. <laughs> but there's not a lot of blood, so it's okay. I'm not good with blood, but I just find it so satisfying. Yeah, it the is, needling. isn't it? Yeah. Mm. And it's satisfying to me to see that, you know, my clients work so hard to achieve what they want in combination with professional treatments and home care. It's just, it's really rewarding for both me and the client. Mm. I love that so much too, that you recommend things and it's not just... It's not just you saying, yeah, you're going to have to come like every single week to do this or to do that. It's yeah. generally things that even you can do at home. And even how you said to me, like, yeah, exercise is really good for skin. Like, you know, nutrition Absolutely. is really important. Yeah. And as a nutritionist, I was like, yes, like, yeah, I feel like that's not spoken about enough, which is another reason I'm glad that we can sort of um, collaborate in this way because it's two of the like things coming together. Like I know a lot about Absolutely. skin in terms of how to eat well for skin yeah, and that sort of stuff, sure. but it honestly is like I was trying so hard to heal my skin and it wasn't until um, I started seeing you that it sort of all shifted. Yeah. 
Because I think it sometimes with, needs that. Absolutely. With your experience in the nutrition industry and with me being a dermal therapist, you can definitely relate to certain aspects of it and put them together. And like you said, your skin has changed immensely. Mm, it's so exciting. It is. I can't wait till the day that like someone compliments my skin. Like who doesn't know me? Because my boyfriend's yeah. always like, oh, your skin looks good. <laughs> See, and but I'm that's like, nice though to come home and be like, have someone tell you your skin looks good, especially mm. when it's something that you've been so self-conscious about. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So what would you say that your top tips are in regards to skin health? If you had to pick three things, yep. what would they be? The first one is definitely, definitely always wear an SPF. So if you're a client of mine or even if you just jump on my Instagram, you'll see I always talk about wearing sunscreen on your face. It is super, super important. The skin, uh, the sun is so damaging to the skin. So if you're wearing an SPF every day, even if you're not leaving the house, pop it on because you never know going outside to the clothesline or anything sitting by the window your skin is going to cop it so Mm -hmm. SPF definitely the first top one second one you just touched on before your gut health so Mm -hmm. make sure your gut health is as best as it can be in order to have your skin reflect that third one would probably be just do your home care less is more It's always going to be a cleanser, a moisturizer, a nice mask, an exfoliator every now and then. It doesn't have to be all these fancy terms. A lot of products out there, you know, have crazy names and you're looking at it thinking, okay, this is scientific. This must be great for my skin or whatnot. But just dial it back. Less is more in conjunction with professional treatments and home care. The best way you can look after your skin. Yeah. And would you say like if people are in Geelong, if they are really overwhelmed by everything, can they like come and see you for an appointment? And then like, I know at the start of mine, yep. you sort of gave me that consult and then we dove into yeah, that. So you, even if they don't really know where yeah. to go. So I always do free consultations, no matter what it is, no matter what the treatment, whenever, just book in a time. We can talk through what your concerns are. We can look at a treatment plan. If it's something you want to go ahead with, that's fantastic. If it's not, no worries. At least I've educated you a little bit on your skin. Yeah. And I feel like that eases so much of the overwhelm. Yeah, there is a lot of pressure, especially walking into skin clinics. You feel like you're going to have to spend so much money or you're going to have to at least pay for some sort of treatment. And with me, all the pressure is gone. And that's just generally me as a person. Mm -hmm. I hate the pressure. I hate the stigma of you have to buy this, you have to buy that. I'm more about if you want it, I'm happy to educate you. If you need that product, let's go through which one's going to be the best for you. So I want you to feel at ease and nice and calm about it. Like I said, it's supposed to be a nice relaxing time for you, not Mm -hmm. a pressure time. Yeah, it definitely is. I love it. Um, what would you, what would your best piece of advice be for somebody who's just in a place where they're really, really unhappy with their skin and don't really know what to do? Yeah. So a lot of people who are unhappy with their skin don't really take that first step because they are self-conscious about it. And they feel like if they do start something, you know, they might have high expectations and it might not get there. So they kind of just leave it. But the best thing to do is take that first step. See a skin therapist. We will never judge you. We're always here to help you. Yeah. I love that so much. Thank you so much for joining me. Is there anything else you want to touch on? No, I think that's it. I'm very happy with it. And I'm very happy for anyone to just shoot me a message. No matter what it is, I'm always here to answer questions. Love it so much. I'm going to link everything below for Karina and the skin room so you guys can go check it out. Even if you aren't local, just follow the Instagram because honestly, it's so satisfying. And then if you do come to Geelong, go and get a treatment when when it's back open. But yes, I can't wait. Tune in because I'm sure we'll all know very soon when it's open and I can't wait to go book yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> can't wait for it. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you.
And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Real Health Real Talk podcast. As always, if you want to hear or see more from me, head over to Instagram at Emily May Health. Until the next episode, I wish you happiness and real health.